0: You're listening to episode number 258. And this is part two of my episode with John Gray on men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or his latest book, Beyond Mars and Venus. This is the Made for Living Well podcast hosted by Alexa Sherb, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place where you were made for living well. Or at least it's the place I tell you that repeatedly because I fully believe that. You have what you need, you just need to learn how to live it out. Today on the show, we're diving into part two of my episode with John Gray, who was world-renowned leader in his field and author, of over 20 different books, including Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and his latest book, Beyond Mars and Venus. John has offered an abundance of knowledge and I had to split it into two podcasts. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, you need to stop this one and go back and do that because that's part one of the show and this is part two. If you listen to part one, you're probably like, let's get right to the show, which is exactly what we're going to do. Now, before we get there, I do want to remind you of a couple of things. I'm going to keep it really short because we already talked about the sponsors, Athletic Greens and Yarlop on the previous show. I don't want you to forget them, but really do check them out. You can find more information over at The Living Well, where you can also find more information on John Gray, more information on understanding masculine and feminine energy, which there's going to be a lot more blog posts to come about that. And also, get that free download of the Sexual Energy Guide or the Sexual Wellness Guide for men and for women. So you can find all of that at livingwell.com There's just one more disclaimer I wanna give you before we get started. This is for mature ears only. So if you're listening with little kids, you may wanna pop in some earbuds or listen later. It does get into some more graphic detail and I just wanna forewarn you that part one and part two are rated for adult ears or mature ears only. But today, I want to get right into the show and finish this one out strong. You're going to love the second part of this two-part series with John Gray. So let's get right back to the show.
1: And what the Taoists say, if you only have clitoral orgasms, uh, you'll get fat.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, they say that overstimulate overstimulates your kidneys. Yeah, and, I've, Yeah,
0: I've, and- I've heard that before. Yeah, that's why vibrators are damaging to a woman.
1: Vibrators are terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. And and not just, you know, Dr. Oz, Western medicine will tell you that when you use a vibrator, you overstimulate your clitoris, you'll have a climax. Uh, and then you become desensitized just like cocaine desensitizes the brain. And now you're dependent upon high stimulation in order to feel alive. A vibrator, no man's going to ever do that. I mean, that's way high stimulation than what a man can do. Um, and then it takes a while for the receptor sites and the clitoris to open up again to where a man's energy can get into you. Uh, it's just like, Matt, you're just being a man and you are, you know, that. You know when we talk about masturbation, yeah, it feels good and everything like that. You feel awful afterwards. You feel drained afterwards if you're aware. But if you do too much of it, you don't feel that drain because you're already drained. You see, some people just are living at their lowest level yeah. of consciousness. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so they don't, they don't miss anything. You know, being a monk for nine years, my, my body odor was semen. Mm, okay. Mm. So it's cause it stayed in my body yeah. and uh, it's not sexual energy. It's ecstatic energy, higher and higher. And I get that with my partner now. Uh, not that I do 18 hours. Maximum was 10. That was only cause there was a Dallas master. I heard he could have orgasmic sex for eight hours. So I said, all right, yeah. let me see what I can do <laughs> Ten hours. But I was sore afterwards, yeah. but you know, one or two hours, or even a thirty minutes of a real ecstatic vaginal penetration for that much time is can be enough time for the G spot to come up. First of all, clitoral stimulation, but not full release. Just enough to arouse, get 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 a few orgasmic feelings, but not climaxing. Climaxing is where you're done. Okay, but there can be this arousal. What we want to do is. What the Taoists would say is there's nine orgasms that women typically have if done properly. So it's fun just to hear. And I don't ever like to just take anybody else's rules for verbatim, but just it gives you an awareness of what to look for. The uh, first one is kissing. Now, what my work is, like we talked about all those other things, you know, it's called foreplay outside the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> but the, for them, it's they didn't live in a huge, highly stressed environment and it, where women were more feminine, men were more masculine in those days. So we have to have more foreplay. But even for them, the foreplay was a big deal where you first give her an orgasm kissing. And everybody, when they made out as teenagers, you know, you can do it for a long time. It's really wonderful. It's just that we're we're so ADD. We have to have everything now. That's called goal-oriented sex. So my point is the people who want to rush through it. And usually it's the guys that want to rush. See, to the extent a man doesn't rush, it creates more desire in a woman. This is the biology of, of the sex. If, if I'm taking time to enjoy where we are, it allows her to catch up to where we are and then go above where we are in terms of her desiring. And a simple concept there for married men to know is you say to your wife, honey, do you wanna have sex? Well, of course, if her estrogen isn't high, she doesn't wanna have sex. So if you start having a loving conversation and then take some time to light some candles and give her a little massage, and then you start becoming kissing and touching, body starting to move, the joints start wanting to move around, In that that case, then she suddenly kind of goes, yeah, now I really want to have sex. So women don't always want to have sex, but given the right foreplay, they kick into gear and they want sex. Just as you can see, when a woman goes to her highest level of ovulation, that's the highest estrogen, even if she's not having sex, she can be getting up there at a young age. Now, when the estrogen goes up high, then her testosterone will naturally shoot up and bring the estrogen down a little bit and she'll feel now I want to have yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. See? But if it's there's another way she can have high testosterone other than high estrogen and that's if you have no estrogen. Like let's say your husband is ignoring you, you've tried to make it better because you don't know how to pull out the best in a man. Yeah. That's there's never just one side in relationships. Yeah. Until we all contribute to the problems, just we don't know how. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're in a relationship, you ask him to do something, he doesn't do it. So you feel frustrated. He doesn't do it right if he does it. So then you just go, Well, I'll just have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, now you're making testosterone. Anytime you do it yourself, you're making testosterone. Is there anything wrong for a woman to make testosterone? No. It's just you want to make testosterone with a lot of estrogen. And what that looks like is rather than giving and giving and giving and feeling like you get nothing back, because when you give more than you're getting, you will always get less and less and less. And women make that mistake. That's a yeah. people pleaser. Mm-hmm. It's called codependence in women. Real simply put, codependence in women is making other needs, other people's needs more important than our own. And that's actually what nurturing is when you're a mother. But you're not, you're not just giving to the child. That's your child. That's your genes. Or even if it's not your genes, you're getting back, or you've already been, you're assured of getting back unconditional love, the most delicious love there is. So you're being filled up. And and so when women are having problems in relationship, they're giving to get love. That doesn't work for a woman. A man can give to get love. See, we men have to learn all the skills to give of ourselves to create happiness in her. That's our job. That's the masculine side. Her job is not to give at all but to give a response to what he does and have the cleverness to motivate him to do the things that she would like. And then she can authentically feel appreciation. She can feel trust. She can feel acceptance. These are the key things that raise testosterone in men. And for men, the key things that raise estrogen in women is messages and behaviors that say, I care. I care, you're a priority to me. You're more important than others. Mm -hmm. Second, I understand. I know where you're coming from. I validate where you're coming from. I don't think you're crazy and I don't judge you. I don't, I'm not mad at you. All I create safety for you by understanding where you're coming from. Non-judgmental awareness, caring, priority, and respect. Mm-hmm. Because I care about you, because I understand where you're coming from, I respect your needs. That's why never should a man ejaculate before a woman has an orgasm. Yeah. And if you really yeah. want to give her bigger orgasm, now this is before you're ready to do multi-orgasmic. there's stages. It, it took me 40 years there, well, maybe 35 years to fully ma- master this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a big part of it that, you know, I now know the skills, can teach the skills. Still refining my ability to teach it because we're different people. We're men who are more on our female side. So we have a tendency when we feel a lot of love to premature ejaculate. You know, when you see these porn star, they have no estrogen. They're not in love. They're disconnected from their emotions. It's a condition where it's really hard for them to ejaculate. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the more sensitive guys who are more in touch with their female side. It's really easy for them to ejaculate. Now, when I do multi-orgasmic sex, I could ejaculate at any moment. I'm ready. I'm always making her fulfillment more important than mine. So it's a bit like edging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah where men gets close the problem is is men edge too close mm-hmm.
0: and then they can't yeah
1: <laughs> and then see i'm not into it all Ejaculation. a lot of people write books on ejaculation. you can strengthen these certain muscles down there to And it's the opposite of what creates uh healthy multi-orgasmic because anytime you pull back an ejaculation you're straining you're going it's like ideally as a man you should never stop hold on to a pee for a long time. Yeah. It's not good for your prostate. It would cause inflammation and so forth for holding back, holding back. You know, it's the most important thing is respect the calls of nature as soon as you can. Yeah, You know, just be, be natural, be with your natural. And if you're just having sex, then the natural thing is to ejaculate. But now let's just do the first step. One is to recognize if you have sex with a stranger, then you'll be producing high dopamine levels and you're not gonna produce prolactin. Mm -hmm. Now what prolactin Mm -hmm. does, it allows you to have high testosterone without dopamine levels. It doesn't have to be new and different. It allows you to prioritize love over the sex. The sex is still there. So with a lot of prolactin, and a man can measure now, because he's in a monogamous special relationship, what he can now do is notice, become mindful of what's going on when he's having sex. And most people, are just like you said in the beginning, it's the goal, yeah. you know, I, right. I want to just, yeah. I want to not just have orgasm or climax, but it's also his goal is to intensify, mm. you know, there's this place we just become more and more intense and it, the energy does build naturally. It will build if you're not trying to intensify it, mm. but the way anything in nature builds resonance that is. You get a wave like this, another wave will get bigger and another wave will get bigger and another wave, will, it's called compounding waves. I learned this when I was a little kid in the bathtub. My first scientific discovery was if I was in the bathtub and I move forward, they create a wave. Mm. And then if I move too quickly, then I create conflict. I'm making a wave when it's coming back. See this, yeah. no, you can do this in the bathtub, it's really fun. So what you do is you make your wave going forward mm-hmm. and wait for the to naturally come back and then you come back with it and then push it uh-huh. forward again. It'll be twice a big wave and do that three or four times and it's spilling over the, yeah. you know, you're creating a big tidal wave in your bathtub. That's the same idea of, see, things go in waves. So I have a wave, uh-huh. it comes down and it comes back up bigger. And it's compounding, mm-hmm. compounding. And each, each wave will be a little bigger and a bigger. So how do you, anytime you try to intensify it, you're going to, create a tension and that's what people do i, I want to make it more exciting and you can you build up the pleasure because you're intensifying intensifying until it becomes so intense that you re- the body can't handle that much energy through intensification and you release it's like a fuse blows and you're done and you know so there's the woman who's using her vibrator and intense intense or he's giving her head or doing his finger or he's fingering her her inter- intercourse that nothing wrong with that, uh, but we push it too hard. It's where she's focusing on her clitoris, okay? She's focusing, as opposed to focusing on her love. And then you're not intensifying. So women do have to learn Tantra as well, where they don't intensify to have an orgasm, where he does the orgasm for her. His energy goes into her and that provides the orgasm for her. And she can't take it all at once. It takes time to get there he's literally with every wave of pleasure and enjoyment and the expression of love, feeling love, the wave gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And at a certain point, okay, I'm done. That was really great. But there's no climax where you're, you, you know, you know, when you get into a really intense, intense, and then you're, you're finished, you know, you're tired. You shouldn't be tired after sex. Yeah. That's another one. Right. So for men, the idea, the first idea is you have to build up your prolactin so you're not addicted to ejaculation. I mean, your body yeah. you, you have to realize it's an addiction. You can be addicted. You know, I was addicted to caffeine. I love caffeine. And then I read Michael Pollan's book on caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you read that? Uh-huh. Yep. And so what he said is after two months, he went back to caffeine, but he said the benefits of ca- no caffeine was that he dreamed better. And I like dreaming. And now I hardly watch TV because I can sit and watch my dreams and fantastic. you know, I have most wonderful dreams. And I take also when I, you know, at 70 years old, men's prostates get bigger and uh, it, it restricts urine flow. But once I gave up caffeine, no longer any restricted urine flow. So that was very interesting too. So I think it's really good for your prostate to not do caffeine for a man. I don't know what it is for a woman, but I know that most there's more men addicted to the caffeine than women but now women are more like men so they have addiction see any addiction is is taking you away from the natural flow of life it's overstimulation which then leaves you understimulated but we don't want to stay understimulated life becomes boring and flat now pollen had to go back on caffeine because he wasn't motivated to write another book yeah i have when I went off caffeine, absolutely no motivation and a lot of tiredness. Okay. So I just had to let my body come back into balance. Same thing for a little, uh, the, all, all kids today are addicted to their iPhones, you know, and their games they play. This is just overstimulating the brain. They're addicted to Mm -hmm. the dopamine, which inhibits their ability, uh, to stay focused on things that aren't as Mm -hmm. stimulating as an iPhone, which would be having a conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kids get bored, and they're bored doing anything really productive, and they're really good at wasting time. That's a boy going too far to his female side through addiction to high dopamine stimulation, mm-hmm. and, and this is you know the t- average twenty-year-old today has got twenty percent less testosterone than the average tw- twenty-year-old just twenty years ago. Yeah, that's how yeah. long it's gone down, mm-hmm. and that's primarily. There's a lot of things. It's primarily digital stimulation, and the biggest part of it is porn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, porn
1: stimulation. So now here's this interesting study out of Japan. They took these single guys who some of them were masturbating, some of them had had Mm -hmm. partners. And what they said is just ejaculate on one day of the week. Usually it was Saturday and go for six days without ejaculating and measure your testosterone levels. Then Mm -hmm. And what happened for those is they have their basic baseline on the seventh day, six days of no ejaculation after ejaculating, Mm -hmm. coming back the uh, testosterone was 50% higher Yeah. without newness. You see, this is the idea. How do you keep your testosterone level up without being new? Like I was married before my wife of 34 years and I was married for two years to a woman, maybe newer a year before that. And after really like a year and a half, I'm in bed with a woman whose naked body totally turned me on as a guy. It did nothing for
0: Mm. me. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, that was my first, away. how can I be in bed? You know, a guy sees naked body, gets excited. and it's your wife or your girlfriend, whatever. Oh, you get so turned on. It's, it turns on the primitive brain. It just sees the naked body. It interprets that you're a king. You see, when a woman wants you, it means that you're highly successful. So you get the dopamine rush. And, but being in the relationship, there was so much love. There was always love, but familiarity routine had set in. And I was also more on my female side. I hadn't yet learned the discipline of staying on my male side and integrating my female side. And what, you know, what the big question is, if women are out in the workforce, how do they find their female side again? Yeah. Well, you're producing testosterone in the workforce, but what you want to do is come home to a personal relationship, anticipate coming home to a personal relationship that actually increases estrogen for you. And then, as you're at work, more and more, when your brain starts to go from one side to the other, one side to the other, then even when you're on the uh, the work side of your brain, anticipating coming back to your personal life where you're going to get estrogen, keeps makes estrogen go up. It's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, if I write you a check for a million dollars before you answer, before you get the check cashed, you're anticipating checking uh, cashing in. You're already happy, yeah, right? Yeah particularly with hormones, anticipation is more important than the actual action. Uh, It's like, if I tell my wife, if I want to create romance, I don't say to my wife, Hey, what do you want to go tonight? We'll do whatever you want. That's boring. Yeah. Uh, It's let's talk about next weekend and tell me some things you like. I'll tell you some things I like. And then he should then pick things that one thing that she likes. And now she can, he can feel credit for the whole thing. And, and he's feeling like he's giving up what he wants for her. That's also romantic. Yeah. Never yeah. ask a man, what does he want to do? Yeah. It's what romance yeah. is, him doing what you'd like to do, but him choosing to do that. So a lot of women don't want to tell him what to do because it's more exciting if he picks it, right? There's less pressure on her to enjoy it. So what she can do this is called grown-up romance, practical romance for a lifetime, a week in advance sometimes a month in advance for something special and anniversaries, you know, let's talk about what do you want to do in Valentine's Day this week? And what would, what next, next month, you know, give her some time to look forward to it. Cause then you have estrogen all that mm-hmm. time rather than just when you're doing the thing and she'll have more cause she's prepared for it. It's like foreplay. Women need a yeah. lot of foreplay yeah. to anticipate, 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 and men don't. So they don't understand that, that whole thing. You know, um, that's how women thought up sex teas. Uh, you know, we're one layer after another because because women need layers, yeah. layers of yeah. warming up and warming up. And, you know, most men today, they can't even handle a good strip tease, but because let's do it, let's yeah. do it now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like,
1: so immediate. It's so even dancing before, mm-hmm. you know, I put on music at home just to dance for a while. Yeah. It's a non-sexual touch and affection and cooperation, harmony, mm-hmm. raises estrogen tremendously, particularly with a man who loves you. And you can't just get naked and have the best sex. because what will happen for these men who are, you know, really quick to shoot, so to speak. You know, they don't last long. The, the average for men is five minutes yeah. on a curve. Yeah. Okay? That's the top yeah. five minutes of intercourse, five minutes of intercourse. And the foreplay is not that long either. Uh, and then but then it's a curve. You know, there's a lot of men that are just at the two minutes and three minutes level. It's just too short. Yeah. A vaginal stimulation, she needs more than that to get to these higher orgasmic levels. Uh, so the uh, taking taking time to do less sex, it has higher quality than quantity of sex. That's a very important yeah. thing. And then you can have quality and quantity once you learn the advanced technique of, of giving her orgasms and having orgasms yourself as a man uh, without ejaculating. Because once you ejaculate, you basically, Prolactin gets produced and it causes you to become disinterested, and that's really good. But if you don't ejaculate, then you're always interested.
0: Yeah. How often should a man ejaculate? Like,
1: okay, now, now again, yeah. people are all different and there's this variety here. But at 20 in the research that was done, I'll stick to the data first 25 year old men needed to go six days without ejaculating, and they got the extra bonus of 50% higher testosterone. Then it goes back down to their baseline. And it pretty much stays at baseline for those six days. It comes up a little bit on Thursday and Friday, but then you wake up 50% higher. If you've been in a marriage more than a few years, whatever, you're pretty much having baseline sex all the time. Because everybody feels like you're not keeping up with the Joneses unless you have sex twice a week. You know, that's sort of like the standard until it becomes once every uh, two weeks. And then it becomes once every three weeks. And it's once a month. This is very standard in America right now, and due to uh, due to porn is one thing. Masturbation immediately puts you at your baseline, and next week you'll go and, what, and next uh, next year yeah. you're a little bit lower and a little bit lower. A little bit. That's what's going on today because they, we really don't have a control group except uh, that one study showing that if you go six days without ejaculating, it will double. It will go up fifty percent. Now. In Taoism, where they experimented for thousands of years, they have a little, there's various people do it. It's not always the same in every part of the country, but it's, it's along the lines of a teenager could ejaculate twice a week. In the 20s, you ejaculate once a week. Uh, then you, you're in your 30s, it may be, what is it, instead of seven, it's like nine days. And then you're in your 40s, it's like 10 days. And when you're in your 50s, it could be, um, 20 days you know they, it and you could and we all have a biological age which is different uh, so there's no exact except that the way you know it's time to have sex is when you're extremely horny after not being horny for several days it comes upon you, you see that's sort of tough for people because uh if you're still addicted to sex yeah. you're going to want it every day So many women say, oh, my husband has no problem having sex. We do too much. And I go, yeah, Yeah. you're not that interested, are you? Don't you want to have a little time before? And well, that would be nice. And we're talking about people who don't even Mm -hmm. know what's possible in terms of, you know, is the sex like it was in the beginning? And and sometimes women certainly can't say to their husband that because he'll get his feelings hurt. But in counseling, I say, Mm -hmm. is it the same? And No, no, it's not the same. And sometimes I just want it to be over and it's not as exciting for me. And I... Eventually it becomes exciting. That's the thing I was talking about, but heaven for a man is she's more turned yeah. on to me than I'm turned on to her. I've, exactly. When you really start doing multi-orgasmic sex, when she, you know, cause sometimes if she's taking care of the kids or she's taking care of work or whatever, she's not in the mood then. But as soon as she starts mm-hmm. to relax, I can tell you when she's in the mood. I mean, just because I immediately yeah. get an erection yeah. because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're so connected. You mm-hmm. don't lose that yeah. connection that people usually feel that magic connection in the beginning because the testosterone estrogen levels are dependent upon the newness yes, the of the love, relationship. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. newness goes away, it's not the love. You actually, as you love your partner more, your testosterone levels go down unless uh, you're doing so okay. properly. Yeah. If you look at these big studies on a macro level, testosterone in men, single men always have the highest testosterone, except for people like me who practice you know, mine are the highest. Okay. My, for 70 years old, none of my men's groups, (laughs) they have sex. Yeah. Nothing like I do put it that way. And your erection goes straight up. See, when you do see the Dallas measure your biological age by when you're erect, is it straight up? Is it angled out? I think like 50 is about like, it's just kind of leaning down and 60 is they have men have erections and they're going down. I saw a guy in the gym, he had an erection and it was, uh, pointing straight down, you know, that's because he was older, biologically age older. So the idea is energy going up. Now, just for fun to tell people what's, what you can look forward to, motivate. You actually, when you can make love for an hour or two and she's wanting it and she's lubricating and it feels great. And and you're also not going in and out as much. Basically you're just fully in and she's, con- she's sque- her vagina, the higher she goes, the more estrogen she gets the tighter the vagina becomes, squeezes. And then at that point, you just pulse. You just pulse in and she gives another orgasm, pulse in. You both have an orgasm and you're just pulsing with the waves going higher and higher and higher. Now, not everybody can do this. I can do this because I live on three acres. Otherwise, if you had neighbors, (laughs) the police would come. (laughs) Yeah. You have to get noisy for it to go that high. Uh, You're literally you bringing the energy up like montag chia teaches people to stop men to stop and suck in this they the ejaculate suck it in and take a deep breath and pull the energy up I, so disruptive it's like my wife yeah. can't we just yeah. make love <laughs> you know practicing some technique or whatever so i don't practice any sort of a technique other than making love knowing how and the the, the trick for men is you ask the question okay what's the difference between ejaculation orgasm you have to become aware of that is that uh, the the, if you try doing pull out if you do pull out you know a lot of guys have to do pull out to avoid getting her pregnant so you're basically ejaculating but you pull out right before the ejaculation you ejaculate yeah
0: there's no orgasm
1: The, the orgasm is this Mm-hmm. Big piece of yeah. love in this moment, as opposed to withholding. So mm-hmm. what what you're doing is you're you're edging. You, Masters and Johnson explain: there's a there's a, a wave. What they say is there's just a straight up uh, arousal. Arousal has no goal. Arousal is your breathing starts to change as the blood flow is going down south. And a lot of these tantra classes, they all practice breathing together and looking in the eyes, and they miss the boat. The boat is you're, you're kissing and loving each other and you notice that your breathing is automatically increasing and you allow that to happen. You don't want to control your breathing. You want to notice See, mindfulness. You notice that, oh, my breathing's increasing. And stay with that as long as it's automatic. Uh, most people, the breathing thing happens and they jump right to kissing and touching and all this. Go go easy with the breathing. Uh, you know, start taking off clothes and I love you. You're so beautiful. And, then hugging is a, a thing, it's a hugging and touching the body to each other after you've been dressed for a while, just touching her body, big parts that miss men miss out on is hair. See, arousal comes when she's allowing you to touch parts of her body that nobody else touches. If everybody else has touched her there, it's not so arousing. That's the whole point of wearing clothes. And so it's you're making it special by just letting him see that part of you opening up to that, but off the hair, nobody touches your head. And actually in many cultures, nobody's allowed to touch the child's head. Uh, You're very vulnerable there for taking in negative energy and whatever. So just to stroke her hair behind the ears, kissing all these places, you're putting a lot of attention to her head uh, because women tend to get stuck Mm -hmm. in their thinking. Men get aroused, go right to the penis. But for a woman, she has to come down from being in her head into her body and then through touching. Here's erogenous zones. All these things are erogenous zones, and uh, and you know normally we get ticklish here. Uh, children are mostly ticklish there, and because they haven't yet hit puberty, to where sexual energy is flowing in those areas. So anywhere where you're ticklish is actually blocked sexual energy, and so that needs to be massaged and touched until it feels really good. Uh, but light touching is very very good. But if it's ticklish then that means they're more, more firm and that area needs to be massaged more. So where then you can touch it in a light way without the ticklishness. People just think, oh, yeah, oh, I'm ticklish, yeah. there. don't touch that. Then you go, oh, that's a very important erogenous zone that needs to be massaged and seen and heard and felt. And then you can touch it softly. So yes. you know, it's the feather touch, you know, going over with feathers. It's a nice touch. Touching your whole body. But of course, the, the kissing is a big part of the first stage, Um undressing then kissing and kissing they say it's the first orgasm Uh, and it's completed when she starts to feel the urge to penetrate his mouth with her tongue so you have the just gentle touching and then more touching and more touching and the man should not be forceful with the he should always be very gentle and she regulates it by being like the moon he touches a little bit and then she responds a little bit and he touches a little bit more and she responds a little bit more. So she's guiding the touch, letting the energy build up in the lips, kind of like in the movies. And they, they it's a good thing in the movies where they have the, the man kissing the girl goodnight. Right. And so what he does is he gently moves a little bit close and then she needs to move a little bit close and then he needs to move a little bit close and then he can get a little bit more into the kiss. So it's a gradual unfolding. Um, and then sometimes the guy, kisses her just goes in there and kisses her and, and yeah. he says oh i'm so sorry and then she goes yeah kisses him back okay <laughs> you know, there, there is a dynamic there that sometimes is appropriate a little scary to do in today's climate but uh you know i mean it is true no 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 meant yes 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 a long time ago yeah. i mean when i'm feeling girls up it was no and then i respect it and then i come back yeah. and i respect it and then it's yeah. like yes 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 because yes. because yes. her body is warming up by but it, and a man's tendency for testosterone go higher and higher and higher is as her body has warmed up to receive more and more and more. So it's really a mutual thing. And so high stimuli, anytime you're intensifying, uh, you're actually missing the boat as far as uh, multi-orgasmic yeah. experience. Huh. And so people have to intensify and yeah. then they get a release. And what I will call that release in a woman is a climax. Versus an orgasm. An orgasm rises into another one and another one and another one. The climax is got an orgasm in it, then it's done. but it's yeah. over. And the ejaculation is, a, is an orgasm, but if he ejaculates, there's two different things. And you don't see the separation. Instead, you start practicing doing this. But practicing is very difficult. You get blue balls if you're a man. You're just edging and edging and edging. It's because right. you got too close. You yeah. see, greedy. <laughs> you want that more.
0: Yeah. And
1: even after I learned how to be very multi-orgasmic, I still would yeah. sometimes have blue balls. And it was just simple finding dawn on me. You're just even still yeah. rushing it too Slow much. Down. You need to now what are you going to do? So the idea that Masters and Johnson talked about is the wave going up. Then there's a plateau. And it's a plateau is where the energy doesn't increase, but we intensify it to increase energy. So it's a little paradoxical. The plateau means. It's not automatic. See, when you're kissing, it's automatic and you're touching and it's automatic. And then you're uh, squeezing each other's bodies. It's automatic. And then you're going, you want to touch other parts and you go down the breast for them. That's the, your next major erogenous zone from the mouth to the, to the breast. And there it's a lot of circling, not going direct to the nipples until they're responding and more, there's more circulation there. Otherwise it doesn't feel good. A little added pressure, but sometimes people want to clip on things and, See, that's all intensity. And people depend on all of the variations of sex out there. It's all about creating intensity, you know, so now only get those squeeze those nipples and, and a little bit more intense. See, everything's just a little bit more and a little bit more and, and then move on. And then a little bit more and a little bit more. So you, you've got the, you've got the kissing and you've got the kind of rolling around. There's a fluid in your joints that gets released. Okay. It's also kind of a part of the Orgasmic feeling is just feeling free to be with your partner. They call it, they call that another orgasm, but they're building, they're building. And then the breasts and sucking on the nipples and sucking on nipples when it feels good to a woman. Many women, it doesn't feel good, or some women, and that's because they got sexual blocks in their breasts. Okay. Or they didn't get enough kissing beforehand. And or it could actually be circulation block yeah. which would be lumps, which then turn cancer. So if you have lumps, every day you just this is what you can do on your own just it's not an erogenous Mm -hmm. thing at all it's just uh circling and and massaging and a circle those things the breasts so you're breaking through the the breaks the the locks the blocks is what i meant to say but sucking is even a little sucking of his lip the lower lip inside of his lower lip is another thing they would talk about meaning it's time when she starts to suck your lower lip she's starting to suck you in then you go down to her breasts and then you circle and Blood flow goes to the nipples, then you're sucking the nipples and a lot of ways of sucking, not just sucking, but you can flicker with your tongue while you're sucking, but yeah. it needs to all be smooth and not trying to trying to push it harder. And, and also when it seems like you want to push harder, go to the other breast, okay? So you can kind of go back and forth. She's got two, why? <laughs> one, yeah. Go from one to the other, right? windshield <laughs> yeah. wiper, back and forth. So the... Uh, but it's gentle movement throughout her body, and one of the golden rules of arousal for a woman's body is when something is creating a a response in her, mm. repeat. Almost mm. the way a woman can guide him with this some kind of re- gentle response of pleasure, yeah. our big response if it's authentic. And then when you get that response, men repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat until the response stops, and then it's time to move on. Because men don't know when to move on, and they tend to like. Find a rich spot, and she's excited. Then you say, "Okay, I did yeah. that. Now where else do I go?" Mm-hmm. You know, so repeat, repeat, repeat. Then you get down to uh, doing her thighs, getting the whole vulva touched before you go in on the clitoris. You see, the whole thing is erogenous zones to be stroked and touched, could be licked or whatever. But basically, you know, I, I, I love oral sex, but there's a tendency when you do oral sex to give her a climax mm-hmm. just from the clitoris, mm-hmm. and she's done, and then
0: it's over. Yeah, uh,
1: and. Mm-hmm it's over. Okay. So, cause you can really get into, she can get into, oh man, oh man. And she's pushing, intensifying too much. So the idea of this kind of lovemaking is if you want to be able to hit higher, higher levels of pleasure, it's not intensifying, but you just keep rising and more pleasure. And as you're rising in pleasure, doing things that are pleasuring her and pleasuring him by touching her uh, and maybe rubbing his body on her and so forth is, um, there's an awareness that a man can have of, all right, this feels so good. I'm feeling the pleasure and now let me direct my feeling to my love. So I'm using sex because it's so pleasurable to wake up my ability to feel with my ability to feel. I now want to search inside myself for how much I love her. Then, then how, how can I express that love? Yeah. And also through action, of course. But you're doing all these things. But you want to bring it into your head. The energy's down here. You want to bring it up to your heart to feel love, and then you want to articulate, express the love, so that she can receive the love, and you both feel this increasing love mm-hmm. coming up here. Uh, so it's pulling the energy up, and then you're actually staying, as for a man, up here while you're mm-hmm. completely yeah. down in your penis and all that. There's no problem there by controlling how much intensification you allow and all ejaculation is is willful intensification building up tension that short circuits your body because you're not yeah. ready for that much energy so you build and you don't have the hormonal foundation for it if you don't have the high testosterone this won't work the high testosterone happens by abstaining until you feel horny and your horniness was not dependent upon looking at a sexy woman that day or looking at a sexy magazine or doing some porn. And then, Oh, I got to go have sex. Okay. Or it's just simply, it's an internal arousal that occurs. Now see boys today as teenagers as a, you know, 14, 15, if somebody teaches you how to do this or uh, you know, you hear about how to do it, then if you don't look at magazines, you'll naturally feel a need. You'll get an erection and you'll touch it. It will feel good. And then at some point, maybe around 14 or 15, you'll ejaculate. Um, you know, for me, it was just, I didn't ejaculate the first few taught me how to do this. And so I did it and didn't ejaculate. And then they all said, oh, well, then it's not the real thing. You need to ejaculate. Yeah, so right. even at that early age, I'm trying to get it. Ejaculate. So, so it was just this foolishness, this pressure to ejaculate starting, which I think set me up it's, to a certain extent, unless I was high on some drug to be a premature ejaculator. You know, For some men, just drinking alcohol will keep yeah. them from having an erection. If you drink just a moderate amount, it will allow you to keep your erection longer. So alcohol can do it. Uh, I mean, on LSD, yeah. it was spectacular. <laughs> she says, yeah. are we going to finish anytime soon? Yeah. <laughs> do we have to do this But there's certain drugs you can take. Uh, but the real reality is you become less sensitive if you're more on your, mm-hmm. your male side. And some men are too far on their male side and they don't have estrogen. They have sex with a woman and she's actually physically quite nice, at least to have long intercourse, but mm-hmm. she's not feeling him. You know, there's something missing and then he has to masturbate really, really yeah. intensely or she has to do it really, really right. intensely. And that that's a, again, a problem. Mas- premature ejaculation is a problem, not being of ejaculate problem. You want to find mm-hmm. that nice midpoint, which you can have five minutes is it can be a good ride for both of you. But we're talking about multi-orgasmic. It's 30 minutes at a minimum, you know, you, of intercourse, you know, or maybe 20 minutes intercourse but you're way out of the 10-minute zone. She's, she needs the vaginal stimulation for G-spot to build up, then another orgasm, E-spot, then there's the cervix comes down and touches the tip of the penis. Those are three main areas. And then there's another area uh, that is around the cervix that, that gets very stimulated as well, because she's squeezing. So that's another big testosterone producer is a tight vagina. And as women get older that babies, they lose that tight vagina. So men don't get that extra surge. So, and then once again, how do you create a tight vagina? Two ways. One is more responsible, which is do kegel exercises uh, because it, you're working out those muscles down there. You have a kegels with, yeah. a, with a ball inside your vagina, and then you can have a weight and you have to pull it back, pull the weight up and down. This is really good for working the muscles, not for orgasms, not for erotic. It's to work the muscles of your vagina that will keep the circulation going there. See, so many women hit menopause. It's dry. It's painful. The skin gets really thin. Of course, they don't want to have sex. It's painful. You want to be purely pleasurable to have. So you have to have, keep your Mm -hmm. vagina in shape. Okay. And the other version of that I wrote about in my book, uh, this book here, since we're talking about sex, it's a a wonderful book on foreplay and everything. Mars, Venus in the bedroom. It's very funny too. Couples can read it, have a class at my website on it. But when I wrote this book, I hadn't yet mastered being able to orgasm without ejaculation, mm-hmm. without getting blue yeah. balls. So I yeah. couldn't put it in that book. Finally, mean, so that's, that's the key is you, got, you want to yeah. suffer after <laughs> having sex. I, I used to have to, you know, I would go for periods of no ejaculation, 30 days, but every day I would, and boy, would it give me energy and everything, but I'd have to swim in the pool for an hour to get the pain to go away. Because what it's doing is getting the energy flowing the rest, through the rest of your body. It's all, it's all tense. Yeah. It gets tense down there. And one of the techniques for men to last longer is, is to realize you're going on a wave, going down, coming up on the wave, going down, come up being on the wave. And every time you come, what it means to come down is you release the tension. There's a buildup. And we always build a little Mm -hmm. bit higher than we can handle. And that's at the plateau, you're intensifying. And then you realize if I continue intensifying like this, I'm going to ejaculate. So when you're aware of intensification, at that point, you do, Mm -hmm. you release the tension. And the way you release the tension is the same body movement that you would have if you ejaculated. It's a matter of watching what your body does, training it to do that with practice. So It's just a... You know, when a, when a man ejaculates, there's an involuntary shaking like this of his pelvis. And uh, there's also, you shake like this, just like you would normally do, where your body would normally do. You consciously do that as if you're ejaculating, but all you're doing when you ejaculate is just releasing the built-up tension. And it's that movement down in the pelvis that does that, combined with making sure while you've been thrusting for a while, you're thrusting and more of a whole body thrust, keeping the anus open, relaxed, not not opening it, but just keeping the anus relaxed. Most men, when they thrust, uh, they squeeze the anus when they go in, they squeeze the anus, so squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And that's just building up tension down there. So you do it without, sque- so you keep the anus relaxed mm-hmm. while you're moving. That yeah. takes practice. Right. All this stuff takes practice and some men just by nature of their musculature, they will have less of a contracted anus because they use more of their thighs, their muscle moving, move, move, they have more abs. So they're moving the body with their abs rather than just thrusting by squeezing your anus. So ab work can have you last longer. Muscle work on your legs ha- have last longer. Also, if you have muscles and you don't overexercise, you'll tend to have more testosterone. Uh, so there's a yeah. lot that goes into this, but like, how, you want to become an NBA player, basketball. Right. A lot of practice goes in. Now these guys who shoot the hoops, they, they'll shoot hoops for hours before a game every day. They're just shooting. And you can't just expect to be in shape. And so uh, if you're not having sex, you should be being in shape, which is you can get a, yeah. it, a towel, wrap it up and put it between your legs and just mm-hmm. practice being able to do fast thrusting. So you're learning how to consciously create the same thrusts that you would have mm-hmm. if you were ejaculating, except that you're doing it without having to contract your anus. And you can also, when you are having your ejaculation sex, if you're having that, make sure you're not doing it too much. That helps to build up the prolactin. You'll stay in love. You can still have higher testosterone levels as opposed to falling into the norm, which is everybody going downhill and getting sick. We live in a world where we're affected by, unless you're eating really good meats, uh, they got hormones in them. Uh, So you eat meat and, the, the hormones increase estrogen in a man and lower his testosterone. The uh, the way they kill the cattle, there's some special farms that don't scare the cattle and they just kill them. Uh, they don't hear all the fear. But if you go, actually, I've been to where they kill cattle and there's just massive fear. They're all going to their death. They're scared. That's all adrenaline and cortisol being produced in their body. So that meat Has got cortisol in it, and so you're adding cortisol hormones to your body. I mean, this is like crazy. The good meat can actually, if you're eating a person who eats meat, that's a a good thing. Pay for the expensive stuff uh, if you're going to eat it. And uh, anyway, so those are some some of the the main thing I want to get it was for men to know that you're using this pleasure to feel your love, then you're feeling the love, and then you give expression to it. And and you and for woman. Uh, if he's not expressing the love and hitting the button where you feel arousal from his words, reflect on what you want to hear. So, Do you love me? Tell me you love me. Tell me I'm the most wonderful, beautiful. Tell me I'm beautiful. Because usually women can find the right words if a man can't uh, mm-hmm. tell me you always yeah. want to be with me. Tell me I'm the most special woman in the world. It's very important for her to ask in a sense of what she needs to hear and for men to start remembering that you can say the same things every time. I'm so lucky to be with me. You'll be with you. You're so beautiful. You're the only one for me. I like to work so hard so I can buy things for you. And that's like a primitive one, but it really works, okay? It's just the women today are so in their male side that they're proud. I can do it all. I don't need you. And the acknowledgement is, hey, wake up. If somebody's doing stuff for you, it always feels good. And the reason it doesn't feel good for some women is because they're so on their male side. And their self-esteem yeah. is by being men or, yeah. or they're on their female side somewhat. And when a man does something for her, she feels uh-huh. obligated to give back. Yeah. Sexually. And he's going to do a lot more before you give back sexually. My thing, if you want to be a really enlightened person and grow in love and find the right person for you, instead of keep being attracted to the wrong guys, getting the wrong relationships, don't have sex until you get naked mentally. Then you can be naked emotionally. Yeah. That's good
0: advice. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, 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 there's so much pressure on women to be sexual right away. So much pressure on men to score right away. So what a woman can say to a man when he's wanting to have sex sooner than you, You just say, oh, every cell in my body wants to have sex with you, but I have to go slow. First, I have to get to know you and have you get to know yeah. me. Why, yeah. why, why don't you want to do it? Oh, yes, I want to do yeah. it. Yeah, but I need to take time. That's all. Yeah. That's a good that frees his ego because all men, Big part of the rush for men is all rush to sex is ego, and so if he if you tell him every cell in my body wants yeah. I can't wait till we can't have yeah. sex but I have to go slow. Your okay. job is women, his job is to knock on the door, and your job is to say later. And we're getting there, we're yeah. getting there. You're the regulator of that. So that, that's a lot of good information, but there's a lot more in this book, at, of course at MarsVenus.com at the academy there. It's yeah and I know I've too. taken
0: so much of your time and I have appreciated this so much. I'll make sure and link up all of the all of your books and resources that I highly encourage people to check out because it is so phenomenal the way that this can impact not just your sexual life but your entire life and that's the power of of this and why we need to talk about this. And I think the last question I kind of want to end with and I know we don't have a lot of time so you can make it quick Like, do you think people can lose weight? You know, like being a nutritionist, everyone's like all about weight loss. Do you think if people have a healthy sexual life and really foster the sexual energy and for women fostering that estrogen, do you think that's a key component in weight loss?
1: Absolutely. Not for all body types. For some body types, they lose, they become too Mm -hmm. uh, bony, not enough fat on their body. But when, when they don't have estrogen stimulation, estrogen, when you eat food, you're depending on food mm-hmm. for your happiness. Then what's happening is you're producing mm-hmm. estrogen. Uh, it, it just oh, I see this delicious meal. My estrogen goes up. Oh, mm-hmm. I ordered on Amazon yeah. three boxes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my estrogen goes up. So and and uh, mod in moderation, that's fine. Just like for men, ejaculate yeah. once a week. In moderation, you get addicted to it. But as soon as you start going over it, then suddenly mm-hmm. you have to have more and more. And then, whenever you have addiction, it means mm-hmm. that you went up and then you went down, mm-hmm. which increases your need for yeah. food as well. So that's one aspect of it. And if you were in Dallas, they would basically say, "Pleasuring yourself, if you're a woman, is basically going to yeah. be addictive and it's going to weaken your uh, yeah your kidneys." And you know, when people say, "No, no, I like my pleasuring myself and whatever," uh, well, touch your arm and then ask somebody mm-hmm. else to touch yeah. your arm. It's a total mm-hmm. different experience, and that's. We want to use our sex energy responsibly because it is a huge release mm-hmm. of energy, huge pleasure. It's a release of energy. But when you're doing it with someone who loves you of a different polarity, it comes right back to you. It's a different polarity. And that's why I'm so big on helping understand and support our male side and our female side. Uh, and that keeps yeah. the polarity there. That's what a romantic date is. It's everything for what a what woman wants, what she needs. And the man gets to feel successful doing that. And I have so many, you know, I have hours of work, but it's enough information yeah. today. Yeah. To no, shared. yeah,
0: this yeah. is fantastic. I appreciate you being here so much. I have a million more questions, but maybe down the road, we can have you back on.
1: Uh, yeah, if you got questions, I'm always full of answers.
0: All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Happy to. I feel like I have a million more questions for John and he promised after the show that he would come back on at a later time specifically to talk about why we store weight to produce estrogen and if we can really get healthy and lose weight using sexual energy. I'm going to be recording an entire solo podcast about this later in the series, but it really is something so fascinating to think about. Now, John, again, is one of the world-renowned leaders in this field, and I feel like it was such an honor and privilege to have him on the show. However, it is slightly controversial and maybe stirred something inside of you. But I want to say I'm so thankful that you kept an open mind and were willing to learn and to grow in the process of this. Now, if you have any other questions or thoughts, please let me know by sending me a message on social media or dropping me an email. Now, of course, you can learn more about today's show and get all of the other resources for the podcast series that's happening right now including more information on boosting your hormones and sexual wellness over at thelivingwell.com. Now, if you love the show, I would highly recommend you share it with your friends and family and drop me a rating and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, it really does mean the world to me. And honestly, it helps other people who wouldn't otherwise hear about the show, find it and join this community of people who are looking to not just live for health, but use their health to live. Okay, that's it for today's show. I wanna thank John Gray for being on here and I highly encourage you to check out one of his books, including his latest book, Beyond Mars and Venus. I'll link up where you can find all of his books and where you can learn more about John in the show notes at thelivingwell.com. Okay, next week, we're coming back with a new episode on the pelvic floor.